Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. A lot to get into on a Wednesday Wanted to pass the torch, pass the baton to our, my main man from the Sporting Tribune, Adrian Hernandez, who had a chance to sit down with A.J. Francis, former professional football player, uh, had a really uh, great career with the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Bucks, the Redskins, the Giants, before he transitioned to a career with the WWE known as Top Dollar. Now he's signed with TNA. Uh, really love this conversation, so wanted to play it for you. Now it's our main man from the Sporting Tribune, Adrian Hernandez, sitting down with AJ Francis. I told you we was not going to do a two-hour show and talk just strictly football. Okay, matter of fact, what we're going to do? Is I mean, gonna, I, how many other people you had sit here actually played in the NFL though? Uh, see, this is true. Well, a couple. Hey, we, we had a couple. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Shout out Jason, Jason McCourty. Uh, you yeah, know that's I mean? my guy. Michael Irvin. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, OG. OG. But listen, right now we outside. Uh, the voice you just heard, the man you're seeing, it. AJ Francis, aka Top Dollar. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna ask you this question. I just asked you about when you played for Tampa. Uh-huh. And the reason is, is because I went to school in Tampa and I worked at Lit's well, you locker room. U- U- USF? Yes. I was a bull. Fowler Street Fletcher. A lot of, a lot of beautiful women went to that school. Salem's. Ebor. <laughs> what's up? Um, I worked at the Lid's locker room at West Shore Mall. So I'm glad I get okay. to ask you this question. Were those Bucks jerseys the worst ones you've ever played in your career? No, I actually liked them. I liked the little the neon lettering on the on the numbers. I liked it. The font was kind of crazy. Yeah, the Bucks the, fans didn't like it, but I liked it. You know what I'm saying? I wore it and I liked it. <laughs> you know what I'm Maybe I got a different perspective because I wore it, but I liked it personally. Me personally, I know Buck fans hated it, and they still do. And they call them like the the alarm clock font or something like that like no it is true it was the alarm <laughs> clock font the neon yo the, the craziest i will say the one thing that was kind of cool is uh you know west shore mall right uh-huh. that's the closest mall to the bucks game yeah. so we would have to open hella early on sundays yeah because everyone would go there before they go to the game um i did astronomical numbers at that chick-fil-a in there Astronomical. Yes. I should own stock at that Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I used to eat at that Chick-fil-A. No, because when I was on the Bucks, I was only on the Bucks for like 
six months, and it was all in the off season and preseason. So like, I was saying that in Tampa. I lived in Odessa. I actually lived oh, with so you. Was at, okay. I okay. lived with my homeboy Brent Grimes, who played for the Bucks, four time NFL Pro Bowler, my best friend. Uh, we played on the Dolphins together, and then he's actually the reason I got signed to the Bucks. Literally, I was a free agent because I was I was on the Seahawks, and I had a great year. And then I told Pete Carroll, I'm gonna be finishing my masters, so I'm gonna miss the first part of OTAs where it's just workouts, but I'll be there when practice starts. He's like, that's great. We love guys that finish in their you know, degree. That's really important to us here. And then about two days before graduation, I got a call from the GM. Yeah, we're going in a different direction because you haven't been here. And I'm like, that's rude as f right? So, but that aside, right? So what ended up happening was I was a free agent then, and I was a free agent for maybe like two weeks. Brent Grimes goes to Mike Smith, the then D coordinator, and my, he goes to Mike, and he played with Mike on the Falcons before. Yes. He, goes, he goes to Mike, and he goes, hey, Mike, I know you like Big D Lyman. I got a homeboy of mine. He just got released by the Seahawks. Just watch his tape. Tape speaks for herself. So Mike Smith goes, all right, cool. Mike Smith goes next day, watches my tape. One day later, I'm on a flight to Tampa, and I sign with the Buccaneers. True story. But, uh, you know, I lived in Odessa with him. But because of that, I didn't really have roots in Tampa. So after practice at the facility, because, you know, the facility's right there on Del Mabry. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Yeah, that big-ass flag, right? Mm -hmm. um, I used to go to that chick Chick-fil-A every time. I mean, that Chick-fil-A in that mall, and it was some quality work in that mall, too, let me be real. There's some lovely ladies well, over there. The thing that was cool, too, is that, so I was there from 2012 to 2016, so that was before NXT moved to Winter yeah, Park. Yeah. So they was FCW, which, it, it, the documentary says it, for people that need uh -huh. to know, before they put a ring in there, it was the stock of beans for all the grocery stores to come collect. <laughs> and then now that they're gone in Winter Park, it is now like a bounce house for kids' birthday parties. Oh, nice. So you would never think <laughs> that the WWE would be training the next star, the Roman Reigns's, and uh -huh. everyone was there. I also used to go to that Sam's Club because I was sophisticated in college. Uh, I had the Sam's Club membership. Okay. You buy in bulk, you only got to go once a semester, you feel me? Once a semester? You got to move what you buy in bulk. Brother, You buy in bulk. I buy in bulk now at Costco. Shout out Costco, executive member. Uh, and executive member? Executive what member, Blackheart. Blackheart, hold on, let me not lie. Hold on. Just so y'all know. <laughs> executive member. All right. Yeah, there you go. Executive member. You know what I'm saying? Who right. Nada. And uh, so, uh, but I got to go once a month, my brother. You going once. Well, I got I was broken college. I was broken college. I was broken college. I was broken college. I feel you. I feel also, you. Feel another you. tip. If you go into Walmart, it is the code should still be 6'9", which is bananas. Uh, so you scan in everything is bananas. Although, they now have the camera looking Oh, up, yeah. And they got the hey, you camera going looking to, at you. Hey, you going to big jail if you pull, try to pull that off now. <laughs> I I may have went to jail for three hours. That's a long story. That's a fact. Um, no, that's crazy. Shout out to Tampa. Um, hey, true story. The first time I went to Tampa was actually uh, Mojo Raleigh, who I actually played college football with, uh, real name D. Matati. He was, while he was in uh, NXT and FCW training when he was in Tampa, he literally lived in... 
Gronk's like vacation home, like where Gronk would go in the off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, my first time in Tampa was a hell of a party at was Gronk's it Davis house. Al- I- Davis Island. I honestly don't remember All where it was. Bayshore. Yes, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Bayshore. Yeah, 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 it was. Next it was. To Jeter and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great time. Let me tell you. <sighs> Shout out to Tampa. Shout out Gronk. I saw him earlier, and uh, Gronk remembers me only literally as '69. This is a true story. When I was on the Patriots, uh, I was number 69, and he didn't know me from a hole in the wall when I first joined the team. So when I come out first day of practice, he goes, oh, you got the best number, 69. So he literally just called me 69 forever. He probably it's a, probably he called me 69 for like two months before he actually knew my name, and then he knew me, and then I went right to the Dolphins, so I left. But, yeah, that's a true story. No, that's dope. Uh, you ready to talk some wrestling? Absolutely. All right. I want to know how it feels like – so to be in TNA, oh, it's great, man. I love my time in TNA. <laughs> the TNA is a great company that I love. I love working there. I appreciate, you well, know. When you're the in oppor- Vegas, I was hard to kill. That energy Hard was crazy. to kill was crazy. And we're back here at 420, smoking if you got them, you know what I'm saying, at uh, in, in the Palms, you know what I'm saying? Yo, that is 420. <laughs> That's next month. Let's go. Or two yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be, at, we'll be back at the Palms, 420, 421. I'm here in Vegas for the Super Bowl. But, you know, I like to promote people that, you know, pay me money. So. No, there it is. But what what I also wanted to ask uh-huh. you is, you know, you you came back, you did your shows, Mustafa Ali, mm-hmm. like all these free agents did their shows. Uh-huh. And hold on, quick question: Why do you think they only talking about Mustafa Ali? All his shows being sold out. Like all my shows ain't sold out too. That's a great point. Uh, I just want to know. I love Mustafa. All power in the world to that brother. I'm glad he's getting all the success he deserves. You deserve it, brother. But uh, how come they don't be talking about how all my shows be sold out too? How come Dollar don't get no love? Why don't Dollar never get no love? We got you. You making sure that this is gonna be changed? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Yo, how does it feel? Honestly, like if someone tweeted at you, they're like, Yo, why didn't they ever let you be on the mic? They didn't want me. I legitimately believe the reason that I never got a microphone in WWE is because it's either one of two reasons. Either they literally did not understand hip-hop culture, which a lot of people didn't because there was a lot of times where, like, we would off-camera, like, dark matches and house shows, we would promo down to the ring and the crowd would be hot. And then we'd do something and whoever came out would be a huge baby face and we'd have a great reaction throughout the whole match. And we did it in Germany. We did it in England. We did it in Wales. We did it in all over the United States. We did it everywhere. But we never got a chance to do that on TV. And I think one of the reasons is because maybe they didn't understand hip-hop culture. Because a lot of times, like, we wouldn't go out rapping. We'd go out cutting promos. But then when they would talk about it, they'd be like, all right, you guys are going to go out there and do your rap. And we're like... What do you mean? Like, in the back of all of our minds, we would have these conversations. Me, B-Fab, Ashante, the Adonis, we'd be like, why do they keep saying you're going to do your rap? Yo, that's very... uh, Like, what is it called? It's very coded. Yeah, like, yeah, like you're gonna do, you go out and do your rap. Like, what does that mean? Like, we're not rapping. Like, no one's rapping. Like, literally, I would only use, I would literally only say two bars at the end, and it was literally just one punchline that was really just a wrestling promo to shit on the crowd. Like, that was, we wouldn't rap, but they would see it as rap because we were rappers, which I always thought was, was
it's hilarious because we never got the mic on TV. So how are we rappers if we don't get the mic on TV? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. John Cena was a rapper, and they had no problem understanding, hey, let him talk to the audience and then piss them off. Like, that's what it is, right? That's the blueprint. Yeah. It's the same thing Max Caster does in AEW. Like, you t you're a rapper, you talk to the crowd on the microphone. Yeah. So that's one option. The other option I genuinely think, maybe somebody didn't want me to get over. And that's okay. If I if it's not my time, it's not my time. I play my role. When, when they said, all right, uh, you're going to be in this tag team, number one contenders match, you're going to slide in the ring, Sheamus is going to give you a broke kick, and you're going to get pinned. And you're going to be in the... And I was in the match for eight seconds. I didn't complain. I didn't go to the back and, and bitch and complain to all the people. I didn't say, I'm not doing this. I said, all right, how am I going to make this as good as possible? Yeah. And I trended for three days after that spot because I'm good at what I do. Like, I didn't ask to be beat by Sheamus in eight seconds. I would have loved to work a match with Sheamus. You know what I'm saying? I would have loved to work longer than three minutes with LA Knight. I would have loved to work longer than three minutes with, with Ricochet. Like, we would have loved to get more opportunities in tag matches. Like, let's talk facts. People like facts? What's the most watched, pre-recorded SmackDown of the last, I don't know, maybe ever? It's uh, Usos versus Hit Row for the tag team titles Christmas week 2022. That's a fact. Go look at the numbers. Why don't we get credit for that? Why don't we get credit for the fact that we did the segment with LA Knight in Madison Square Garden and it got 2 million views in 24 hours on YouTube? How many other videos WWE posted since then have 2 million views in 24 hours? It's true. Why don't we get credit for that? Why don't we get credit for the fact that we trended for three days because we wore ski masks outside? And people were like, ah, we don't want to do anything like that. And then the Detroit Lions running back wore ski masks literally what? Like two weeks later and everybody yep. was like, this is so cool. And we're like, bro, we're trying to teach you the culture. Like we're, we're, we're showing you the culture and you don't even appreciate it. So it's like, there's a lot of factors. Thankfully, as you can see, I'm very good with this mic. And TNA recognizes that. And TNA gives me the I've talked more on the mic. I've already done commentary for two different matches at TNA. Like, only one has aired, but I've already done commentary twice. Like, I've been given more opportunities to talk in TNA than I ever got in my three years in WWE. And people wonder why, if you go online and look at what people are saying, people are loving what I'm doing in TNA. Because I'm getting an opportunity to show who I really am. And I'm not going out there to be somebody's punching bag. Yeah. No, it's not only that. I will say it's not just TNA, but like, you know, you're promoting all the other matches you're doing across the country. And GCW. GCW. Um, I'm going to be doing Dynamite. NWA soon. I'm going yeah. to be doing MLW. I'll be doing CCW. How many other wrestlers can get in this room? Let's keep it a buck. Without WWE or TNA or MLW, whatever company they work for, how many of them can get in this room? Not to mention Kay Adams, Up and Adams show. Not to mention Pat McAfee show. Adrian Hernandez. Adrian Hernandez. Today. You know what I'm saying? Sporting Tribute today. How many other guys can get here? But when I say that, I'm not. So why? why? Hey man, at some point somebody's got the champion. You know, you got to give roses to yourself if other people aren't giving them. Exactly. At least that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, nah, man, it's incredible. And, and I just told you, like, not even just in TNA here, and you do the mic, but on social media, and you're very active on social media. Yeah. Um, you know, last week coming from the Rumble, I had a clip and it went viral, but uh -huh. with the did you get credit for that? On on that one, I did. Oh, okay. Thank you, by the way. Uh, this guy uh, gassing okay. me up. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
But no, there was some backlash, and like I thought, I, I saw what they were saying. What was the backlash? They just they just thought it was inappropriate, and I was like, bro, this is her character. This is like this. If if she's not doing this on camera, I'm not asking her to do this. I don't want to get into the specifics, but this was the first time I had to deal with stuff. And I talked to people. I reached out. I wanted to make sure that I was mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Because I thought I had good intentions. Someone told me, Adrian, are they paying you? If they ain't paying you, they don't matter. Keep Ooh. doing what you're doing. Ooh. And that's whoever told you that, that brother was spitting. <laughs> that brother was spitting. So uh, my question to you is like, what is your, I guess, what's your relationship with social media? You know, when do you decide? Now, nah, let me respond to this, this dude who's Whenever talking I feel crazy. like it. Whenever I feel like it. Because to me, social media is me, a way for me to interact with my fans. And if you're an asshole to me, unprovoked, I have every right to be an asshole to you right back. And people say, well, you're supposed to let that go. Well, that motherfucker didn't have to come into my mentions. Yeah. Like, if you got a problem with me, okay, say what you got to say. But don't be mad at how I respond because I know you ain't going to have that same energy in person. I ain't never had one fan roll up on me in person and say some disrespectful wild shit ever because they know what would happen. But guess what? That happens all the time, every single day. If I just go on my phone, I bet you it happened already 20 times today. Like, it happens all the time on social media because these guys, they get too comfortable behind these computer screens. Where I'm from, gee shit, let's keep it real. I'm from Pioneer City. Where I'm from, if somebody walked up to one of the street runners, one of the top boys in my neighborhood and said some of the things that they say to me, Man, that would not end well for them. People have been hurt for less. Listen, man, what? Killed for less. Yeah. Like, let's keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a whole bean with you. There are people, and I won't even say his name because he's a lame. He's He washed up. He ain't mattered since 1984. But if you know me, you know what I'm talking about. He likes to talk shit about me all the time. I'm telling you, them boys in Pioneer City, they don't get this wrestling shit. They don't think or that that. Online or anything. They don't get that so when they see someone disrespecting me, someone they love, someone that they would do anything for, they say, hey, yo, where he at? Nah, 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 he can't talk to you like that. I'm going to pull up on him. I'm like, nah, bro, it's just whack wrestling shit. Don't worry about that, bro. Yeah. Don't but they for real serious. For real serious. This is not a game. My Uncle Eddie did 21 years. My Pop-Up Leon is 75. He spent 45 years in prison yeah. of his life. This shit not a game. I'm not one of these fake wrestling boys. I'm this shit is real street shit. And I be trying to tell people that. But they don't understand because if you when this whole industry's so fake that the real can't even get recognized. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Like when people think hip hop in the wrestling community, they think John Cena. They think Max Caster. And that's cool for them. But like Run DMC thinks I'm dope. DJ Who Kid thinks I'm dope. Karis One thinks I'm dope. Nipsey Hustle is the reason I do my weekly rap videos because I, the first one I ever did was on Nipsey Hustle's Right Hand of God, and he reached out to me to tell me it was dope and that I need to keep doing that. That's crazy. She's, like, That's think nuts. about that. And I also want to say, like, DJ Wukid, I know he's been around wrestling, so yeah. y'all might not know the history yeah. of what he does. DJ Wukid once got it. kidnapped by Terror Squad because he was putting out diss songs to, fa to, uh, to Big Pun. That's a fact. I am not related to him or Joe, <laughs> by the way. I know you had questions. I'm not. I promise you. But that's what I'm saying. Like, real icons in the hip-hop industry. Like, when I met Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania, I said, yo, I went up to him, and I, you can, B-Fab was there, Ric Flair was there, 
uh, Ashante was there. Everybody heard this. I went up to Snoop and I said, hey, Snoop, what's up, man? My name is, he said, AJ, what's up, man? Yeah, man, I've, been, I've seen a bunch of your videos because I do a lot of, I did a lot of rap videos yeah. on Snoop's beats. Yeah. I did Gin and Juice. I did Murder Was The Case. I've done a bunch of his beats. So like he knew me because he's seen the videos. Like he knew who I was already when I met him. I never expected that to the point that when it happened after we left, I was like, yo, did y'all hear what Snoop said? Yeah. And to Hootie, uh, shout out to the Adonis, he was like, yeah, that motherfucker knew you. <laughs> like, right? No, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Real people in hip hop respect me and know that I'm nice. So like, I don't care what internet troll wrestling fan yeah. A thinks, but I'm still gonna tell him he's wrong and he's an asshole. Yeah, as you should. Um, and by the way, since you brought up the music, when you were doing the weekly series, like, uh -huh. I'm assuming that was therapeutic. Yeah. It's also, it's like a, it's a way to stunt. Because even some of the best rappers in the world couldn't make a new song and music video and do it all themselves every week. While you're traveling. While I'm traveling. At home. We gotta yeah, go I got a date. It's got to be all done. I can edit it on the road, but it's got to be wrote, recorded, mixed and mastered, Probably. and the video got to be shot by Wednesday night because I leave Thursday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I did my Freestyle Friday, Frank Style Friday videos. Literally, I did over 180 of them. I did 123 of them in a row. Like crazy over two years straight in a row. It's like some Lupe Fiasco, yeah, mixtape run. Type yeah. Shit. yeah, it's like, bro, I was put on, bro. The thing is, like, people ask me all the time, like, any verse you've ever heard, people tell me, I got you got some of the craziest verses I've ever heard. Any verse you've ever heard me write, I wrote in less than 15 minutes. Facts, I've never took more than 15 minutes on a verse in my life. That comes from God. I'm just blessed with the ability to be able to do that. Are you ever gonna but wait? But hold on. Are you ever gonna have a day where it takes long? Like, no. Don't let it. Why not? Because it don't need to. Because in 15 minutes, I write masterpieces, masterpieces. You heard the new songs uh, on uh, Montez album? Not yet. Montez Montez has album. He just dropped. I'm on four of the songs. I've all three of the songs that I'm on. I made. I freestyled the hook. All right, that was our man Adrian Hernandez talking to AJ Francis. We're gonna leave it there for now. Uh, these guys talked for a while uh just an amazing conversation uh to definitely encourage you to uh go check out the entire conversation on uh youtube as well so we're gonna leave it there for now when we come back the second half of adrian's conversation with aj francis when we come back right here on the mighty Air 1090 from california the bet in las vegas of the hawaii sports radio network We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. 
Welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Year 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, I wanted to play for you now the second half of the amazing conversation our very own from the Sporting Tribune, Adrian Hernandez, had with A.J. Francis. Really love uh, this guy's trajectory in terms of, you know, going from a professional football player to a WWE superstar. Now he's with TNA, and uh, and he did a great job, quite frankly, on the A&E series, the WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. So uh, just a really great career that he's had so far. So uh, let's now hear the second half of Adrian's conversation with AJ Francis. Like the beats on, we, we recorded it in my studio, <laughs> in my house. I had the headphones on, just let the beat ride. And I freestyled the hook. Like it's crazy. It's I'm just I'm just blessed. It's different. It's I'm different. That's why you're allowed outside. Yeah, that's, that's why, why I'm you're outside. Here. Who harder? <laughs> not not a. And one thing I want to touch on on social media too is another thing I want to thank you, um, because obviously I'm a bigger dude. Mm-hmm. So when I saw you go on there and you told when it came to you falling out of the ring. I was very surprised, like when you t- when you tweeted that out, and I was like, "Damn, he didn't say nothing for no, that long." I let people shit on me for a year, not knowing that all the world, yeah, the world shit on me, WWE shit on me, every every company, every fucking social media account, all of them shit on me for a year, and I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word to nobody. I just took that on the chest like a real man. You wanna know why? Because I know I'm here for a divine purpose. I'm too blessed with all the things that I've been able to do in my life to ever not realize my blessings. So like, I was able to internalize all that because a lot of things that came out of that was the fact that I'm way healthier now. I just did the Pat McAfee show and he says, boy, you look great. You must be down weight. I'm like, I'm actually 330. He's like, there's no way you're 330. I'm like, put the scale out, bro. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in at 330 pounds. Salute. That was when I was three, I was 340 in the NFL. I got all the way down to 259 because diabetes was whooping my ass and I didn't know it. And I was dying. I was literally dying. I was two months away from losing my feet. I was probably like six months away from losing my life. Like, that's a fact. So, like, this, from that, I'm able to get healthy again. So, like, now, I'm in better shape than when I was in the NFL. And that's the funniest part, is, like, people take the dive, and they use it as a way to pretend I'm not athletic, as if it wasn't because I'm, my diabetes was killing me. But it's also funny, it's like, the people who say that dumb shit, they probably didn't even start on varsity in their high school or would ever get in the ring and also <laughs> the fact that like the idea that you would just try that because he was on smackdown yeah you know what i mean like as in like you've never I done, had it, before. done it so many times before yeah you know what i'm saying like and like maybe i should have known that i shouldn't have did it that day but it's live on tv baby i'm trying to fucking go crazy like you know what i'm saying like every opportunity yeah so yeah didn't work out. But am I the first person to fuck up a spot? Nope. When was have, the last either? When was the last when, when have I fucked up a spot before or since? So it's like y'all really gonna talk bad about me because of one night when you now you know what the situation was? Like you're a piece of shit. And that's cool, you can be a piece of 
Yeah, I don't don't affect me either way because I know what my purpose is. I know what I'm here for. So like, you know, yesterday, every day now, this one thing is crazy to me about when I told everybody about the diabetes situation. People came up to me yesterday. A dude did it around in front of T-Mobile. Happens all this all the time. Like, telling me thank you because they're like, man, like. You know, I didn't know that I had diabetes. I thought my body was betraying me. Or some people are like, man, once you said that and you talked about what you were going through, I realized that was happening to me. So I went and got checked and found out that I had diabetes. Like, my pain that I internalized from all the people shitting on me helped save not just my life, but other people's lives. And I can't, I'm grateful for that. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So like That's why I thanked you That's why Yeah I asked. you know what I'm yeah, saying like, like And the reason I ask Is because the next time We get an interview And we in person We gonna see And you gonna call me out <laughs> Hey motherfucker I still see the chins We need to make it a chin. Wait are you I'm talking about me Are you got, You find out you got diabetes No 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 no. Oh. But I'm just I know my You big You big fella I'm trying to be I'm trying to be I'm trying friend. to be the best person To talk to wrestlers Chris Van Vliet uh -huh. Sean Ross Sapp, I got an interview with Y'all are amazing I got an interview with uh, Chris Van Vliet coming out soon. All right, shout out to him. I don't care. I want y'all to watch this one. No disrespect. And he did TV in Cleveland where I'm born and raised. Yeah. I'm trying to be the best. And in order for me to do that, as much as I don't think so, we're going to have to slim down. Yeah. Because I need pe I want the homies to hang out with me and I need the women to want to be with me. Man, you know all that. Do that for your kid. No, and my son. Yeah. That's the most important part. Yeah, facts, yeah, yeah. facts and foremost. Yeah. Um, and so you know what's me, funny is you talk about doing TV in Cleveland. True story. And this is crazy to me. The rap that I get you know, I was paying my own money to my own PR guy who I used to use when I was in the NFL and I brought him back on board when we went back to WWE. I was paying him my own money so that we could go on TV and radio stations in the cities that we were doing shows in to promote the show, the day of the show, out of my own pocket. Mind you, they have, WWE has a whole team of people. A whole squad. It's a big squad now. That they, that they make people do it. And those people, a lot of those people complain about having to get up and do it. Yeah. I was paying my own money to do that for the good of the company. And I'm not a company guy. Crazy. No, Crazy. That, that's insane. Let me real quick on the health tip. What were some of the big changes that you did? Whether it's in the gym. Water. Or whatever. Water. And I don't drink any... Uh, when I say I don't drink any drink with sugar in it, I mean, I drink black coffee now. Um, I don't, like, even if I do want a soda, it's going to be like a Coke Zero. You know what I'm saying? Like, I drink water. Um, I don't eat rice as much anymore. Not, because rice or in bread, your blood, it becomes sugar. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't, I used to eat rice with every meal. Yeah. Gee, shit. Every meal. Rice goes with everything. I used to eat rice with every meal. And now I eat rice literally, like... Once a month, maybe just like a, rice is like a treat now. Well, you live in Florida; it's hard to escape with, with all it's my crazy, Latinos. It's crazy! It's <laughs> crazy that rice is like a dessert now. It's like, <laughs> yo, yeah, that is wild to think of. That is wild to think of. Um, one thing I wanna, I wanna salute you, um, and I also wanna salute uh, Muscle Man Malcolm. Yeah. Um, I saw the interview you guys did, and the thing that I loved is, you know, when he brought up Bray Wyatt, you could tell the passion mm -hmm. not even working on them just as a fan yeah because you know i would like to think we 
and me as a wrestling fan, I want to know that the person that's doing it gives as much. They care as much about it as I do as a yeah. fan, and you could tell that. Um, I love Bray, man. But Bray is the reason I got so heavy back into wrestling. Like I yeah. went to WrestleMania 30. I got a tattoo, a WrestleMania 30 tattoo. Hold on. He don't lie. He gonna show you. <laughs> right there, the triple X right there. WrestleMania, that's, that's the logo for WrestleMania 30. It was the first WrestleMania I ever went to. I went to see Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Like, New Orleans. Yeah. That's why I went. Like, yeah, Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker sounded great. And yeah, WrestleMania was hot as ever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and arguably WrestleMania 30 is one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. But I went to see Bray and John Cena. Like, that's why I went. So, like, I wore a sheep mask to the, to the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Shit, I wore a sheep mask and a fake Run DMC Bray Wyatt shirt that I got off some bootleg website, and it said Run and then three sheep masks. Like, I wore that to the show, to WrestleMania, because I loved Bray. Let me ask you, you know, one of the most unique entrances ever, right? Being in the ring as he's coming out, Ooh. and you see all the phones turn up. Man. Describe that if you could. So, like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Um... So obviously we were Bray's last in-ring performance that he did. It wasn't a match, but... And we're actually rapping. And we're rapping in Montreal. And they're hating it because wrestling fans don't like rap. (laughs) Which is why all rappers are heels until people realize, oh, they're actually good. Or they're never a theme song for a pay-per-view. Yeah. And it's always Kid Rock. Yeah. Or some BS. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, wrestling fans hate rap music. That's why they boo all the rappers, right? So we knew that. So we went out, and I said a line where I, uh, I can't even remember. Oh, reporting live from Montreal, Quebec, Montreal, Quebec, where we all know the fact that Brett screwed Brett. Right? And obviously the people in Canada hated that line, right? So they already, they don't, they think they're going to get a full musical performance, right? So we go for about 30 seconds and then lights shut and the Bray theme starts playing. And when I tell you, it was like a chill came over the room. Like, like the best way I can describe it is like, you know how, like, he, when he would come out through the door in his later entrances, or, like, even when he came out with the, with the lantern, he would come out and there'd be smoke on the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. felt like smoke filled the room. Yeah. Like, the whole arena, like, the entire vibe just changed. And then you see the fireflies come out. And I've been a firefly. I was a firefly at WrestleMania 30. I was a firefly at WrestleMania 33. I was a firefly at WrestleMania 34. Right? So it's like, I I loved Bray. I was a firefly at every show I ever went to that Bray was on. So to see all of them come out while you're standing in the ring, it's like being a part of magic. It's like being a part of, like, 
and in a whole different universe. Bro, I've been in the ring and AJ Styles music's hit. I've been in the ring and, you know, the LWO or Sheamus or Drew McIntyre. Like, these guys are stars. Yeah. I'm nothing against them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in the ring and some of the biggest names in this business, their music hits. And, like, yeah, the vibe changes. But there was nothing like when Bre when them Fireflies came out, it was like it, you weren't even in a wrestling show anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> dreams and nightmares where everyone pulls out their literally, phone. Literally, the literally. It's like... Like, it was like you were not, you were transformed to a different realm. Like, it's, man, and I'm just very grateful that I got to be a part of, like, I'm not grateful that it was his last one. Obviously, I wish Bray was still here. Of course. But I'm grateful that I got to be a part of it at all. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And you bring up West Shore Mall. He was a, he was a dude that uh, I can recall four different times. He'd always be by himself. He just, like... I worked right next to the Sears, right? Dude would just walk around the Sears by himself. And I'm like, oh, this dude's different. Because I know, I was like, oh, he he, pl he plot and everything. And just different and one of a kind. And thank you yeah. uh, for that insight. Um, real quick before we get you out of here. Um, no, nah, man, take as much time as you want. I appreciate it. I thank give, you. I don't give a Thank I ain't got nowhere else to be. We I mean, are I, not I, talking. I'm not talking to you about Brock Purdy and if he's a system quarterback. Yeah, he might be a system quarterback, but that doesn't make him a bad quarterback. <laughs> That's true. Hey, if the system works. Yeah. By the way, AJ Styles, top 10 theme song of all time? Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. They don't wait, want none. How about wait, they don't wait, want wait, none. Wait, 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 Here's why. Here's, AJ Styles this is how I Henry's. They're both. See, this is what I was going to say. To me, what makes a good intro song is can I rap on it? If I can't rap on your intro song, I don't like it. I think it's trash. Right? Sorry, Bella Twins. No, I could definitely rap on that. You can't look, but you can't touch. Uh, yeah, I could definitely rap on that. For sure. He's but like the, anything, the super but... heavy metal. I'm not for me. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, like or there's it's the rare occasion like Bobby Roode's Glorious. Like, I could rap on that, but it would be pointless. That'd be annoying. Yeah, but that's like. Chance the rapper. But no, it's like. <laughs> poor Chance. So, uh, but uh, yeah, like, that's a good song, but even though I can't rap on it. But usually that's how I dictate. It's like, if I can rap on your song, it's good. Mark Henry, great. AJ Styles, great. 3-6 Mafia, shout out to y'all. Yeah. Um, 3-6. You, you have been very supportive and salute to you at BFAB. Mm -hmm. um, obviously now, Love Montez, her to death. Bobby Lashley and everything. How happy were you to see that? I'm glad she's getting an opportunity, man. I'm glad she's getting a chance. Like... It's all people want, right? That's all. I, I, all we ever wanted was a chance. Like, all we ever wanted was a chance to do what we love to do. Like, these people, like, BFAB works her ass off. Like, I worked my ass off. Like, Ashante works his ass off. And we worked hard. It's not like we were out here just coasting by. Like, we were working we, our asses off. And she works hard, man. Like, and she don't, she hasn't got any other rewards. For, she don't have a televised match on SmackDown yet like no. that's crazy to me especially when she's torn down house shows and and uh dark matches with natty so many times like and like we've had like six person tag matches where she's involved in them like and there's been moments and it's like why don't you see that glimpse and think it could be more matter of fact she was me... in the rumble she did great in the rumble two years ago like she wasn't even in the rumble this year yeah 
That's well. Like, let me ask you because we I, we talked about this before we started the interview. You know, uh, there was opportunities that I thought I would have here in Vegas, with specifically with wrestling stuff, and I was not. Oh, when WWE room. left you out in the cold. Stop it. Stop it. Chill out. Bro. Hey, hey. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I, I heard from a lot of different reporters that they was mad. I heard that only Sean Ross Sapp and Denise got to go back there, and all the other wrestler reporters that came to Vegas. No, shout out to uh, shout out to them. Uh, Andreas Hill was in there. Uh, Andreas Hill, okay, but uh, there's other so the ESPN dude, well, yeah. one of them, not Hollinger, Cop yeah. Coppinger, Hollinger, yeah, well, the boxing dude, yeah. I, well, either way, cornball. It was anyway. a lot of them left out in the snow, like my boy Muscleman Malcolm, like you. You know what I'm saying? So at least I live here. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going. To, I didn't pay for no plane ticket yeah. or a hotel. No, but shout out to them. And listen, that just means we got more work to do. Yeah. Which I guess that was my that was my mindset driving back home. Um, and like, I guess that's my question to you: of like, listen, it, it's a you talk about being a team player, and like, yo, if this is the best, okay, cool. I don't care if you're gonna give me eight seconds. I don't care if you're gonna give me eight minutes. Yeah. I'm gonna figure out a way to maximize this and make this yep. work. Yep. I, that's a difficult mentality to have. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Especially in any form of entertainment. I took. I brought that from the NFL, though. Like I was. I started like. Three games in the NFL. Like every other guy, I was a utility guy. Yeah. Like if a D, if we if a defensive end went down, I played D end that week. If a nose guard was hurt, I played nose guard that week. If a three technique was hurt, I played three technique. I was the guy that knew you're not going to play because there's another position. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like you got to be able to adapt. You got to be able to do the most of what you can do. When I was in, this is a true story. If you don't believe me, ask Gerald McCoy, ask Brent Grimes, ask anybody who was on the Tampa Bay Bucks in 2016. In 2016, uh, Mike Smith had this this system he used where like you'd get like five points for a sack, 10 points for an interception, 10 points for a fumble recovery, 10 points for a forced fumble, one point for a tackle, uh, three points for a TFL. Like, yeah. And it was a whole point system for any stat you can get on defense, right? Preseason, I got cut by the Bucks. I didn't make the team. But preseason, in their preseason, in the point system, I had the least amount of snaps in the D-line, and the only person with more points than me was Gerald McCoy, who they're paying $100 million. That's a fact. Look it up. Watch the tape. Ask anybody who's in the room. People were laughing in the room because when I got cut because they thought it was a joke. Like, people thought it was a joke that I got cut. They were like, oh, man, where AJ at, man? Stop playing. And Brent's like, nah, they, they cut him. Gerald McCoy calls me. He says, Yo, I thought you was going to start next to me, but you know what I'm saying? You still got a chance in this league. There's 31 other teams. I can't wait to see you down the road. Me and Gerald still cool. Me and Brent still cool. I say all that to say this. You got to maximize what you get. Yesterday, you got f***ed over. It happens. You know what I'm saying? You went went out there. You didn't get the opportunity to deserve, but you're going to get that opportunity in the future. Be ready. Be ready. Don't be mad. Be ready. Be ready. Um, So you just signed the TNA. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, the news is Scott Demore. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a situation like I just got hired. Yeah, <laughs> and that's is that pretty much it? No, nah, it's like to me. So I had met Scott once before before, uh, before we did TNA Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. I met him. Um, in the nine months between we got released the first time and when we got brought back uh, at WrestleMania weekend in a hotel, but uh, in the back room of the hotel while they were doing the TNA show at WrestleCon, and uh, he was cool, like, but it just wasn't the right time. Plus, at the time, it was me, Tahuti, and Brianna. It was all three of us, the hitmakers. So, like. It wasn't the right time to bring in three talent, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, but he was so nice. He couldn't have been nicer. Um, and then, obviously, I got released, and they're still in WWE. So now it's just me. So then, you know, Tommy Dreamer actually was the reason that I got brought in. And Tommy was just like, look, man, I know you hear these these bullshit rumors about how he is as a person. I'm telling you, I, I hung with him. He's not like that at all. He's like, worst case scenario, bring him in here for a show. If he is an asshole or he isn't what you expect, we, we just won't bring him back. And then Scott was like, all right, cool, bring him in. So Tommy brings me in. I do the Hard to Kill pre-show with Joe Hendry, DJ Who Kid, and it blows up. It's one of the biggest things that comes out of that show, right? Yeah. So off of that one time alone, Scott was like, oh, we're going to keep bringing you back. So like now I'm booked. So the idea to bring you for, for the pre-show was a one-time thing? It wasn't a one-time thing because I was supposed to do the pre-show thing, and then I was supposed to have a match with Joe Hendry the next week so in Orlando. Them. Okay, gotcha, So it was supposed gotcha. to be like a three-show thing. All right, that was our very own Adrian Hernandez talking to AJ Francis. That is all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.